Hello again, and thanks for coming back to the We Work Weekends with Warren podcast. This is the podcast that interviews people who tend to work on the weekends. Please remember to like, comment, and share this episode. Again, I would like to introduce myself. I am Warren with Balloon Fun. I am a full-time balloon twister living in Saskatoon. But this podcast is not about me. I just like to interview other entertainers. Today we have one of the most unusual full-time entertainers I have ever seen. This group is high energy and very versatile. They have been traveling the province for more than 18 years. Not only do they entertain, but also teach. Because of their method of entertaining, this group can take on subjects that very few others even try. Do you have any idea who I am talking about? Well, today we have none other other than Crispy Lord, one of the co-founding members and the artistic director of Wide Open Children's Theatre. I think I have said enough for a little bit. Crispy, please introduce yourself and tell the listeners what got you into puppetry. Well, thanks, Warren. Um, Yeah, so uh, my name is Crispy. I run Wide Open Children's Theatre. We're coming up on our 20th anniversary, so I've been doing this for a while, and um, puppetry, well, let's see, um, what got me into puppetry? Well, being in Saskatchewan and wanting to um, work here, so we, um, for those of you who aren't from Saskatchewan, uh, it's a smaller center. So um, we looked really for the opportunities, uh, the voids, if you will, in the marketplace. I'm a, I'm a live theater actor, traditionally, is where my training began. So I wanted to work and create my own stories and uh, work from Saskatchewan. So there was a big void in children's programming. Um, So that was um, a place for us to start. And then as a children's entertainer, um, it was easy for us to create live stage shows um, that uh, expanded on the cast by having um, an ex- literally expandable cast. So uh, we can have one paycheck or four paychecks going to performers and have a cast of 30. So puppetry really allows us to um, expand the characters and the stories that we can tell without having to have a high budget. Um, so that's that how we got into puppetry to begin with. Interesting. So did you always want to do puppetry? No, I'm not one of your traditional uh, puppet heads, people that are obsessed with Jim Henson and have Kermit the Frog posters on their wall. I, um, I'm a live actor uh, traditionally. And then I studied um, physical theater. So uh, mask, mime, melodrama, Canadian Dollarte, all those kinds of physical theater components. And, um, and a big part of that training was creating my own work. So I wanted to create work and stay in Saskatchewan and um, creating theater for young audiences was a way of being able to do both of those things. And then I also really love to build things. I'm very um, artistic that way. So uh, being able to build puppets is just another delight as a part of our company. Well, would your, like your theater training that you took, was Mm -hmm. there puppetry at all in any of that? Nope, I'm completely self-taught puppeteer. Uh, I took my first puppetry workshop uh, two years ago. Actually, I just audited a a puppeteer came from the UK and and taught some at the university. And I said, hey, man, I know you're coming to town. Can I come and watch your your classes? And he let me. And it was really a delight to talk to to somebody else about about puppetry. But uh, I'm entirely self-taught. But all the mask training and the acting, that all translates very easily. Um, 
the puppet, the steep learning curve in puppetry comes from translating all of that physical theater into an inanimate object. Um, but mask is very much the same. It's just it's these masks, instead of wearing this theatrical mask on your face, you're wearing it on your arm. So I found it a very easy transition from um, standing on stage as a person to holding my arms above my head as a puppeteer. Well, you know, I've, I've seen you, uh, I'm not sure how many times, but the, the one thing that I'm always impressed with is how you're able to, um, I guess, almost infer or to show emotion in a puppet, but yet mm -hmm. the puppet isn't able to, I mean, you're limited by what you can do with the puppet, and yet it seems to be like, is it your voice? Is it, uh, how do you do? How do you make your, your puppet feel emotion? Um, well, by not making it feel emotion at all, I suppose, we're trying to make the audience feel what, what's going on in the puppet. So that means we're doing a lot of showing. So there's a big focus on breath and movement and um, bringing those feelings. How does a sad, a sad body move in, through space? How does it breathe? How does it um, speak or a joyful one, vice versa? And being able to take those subtle nuances that you would have in your own physical body and translate them into a, a puppet is, uh, it's a joy. It's a technical challenge. It's like um, a little brain workout every time you perform. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, like when I look at it, I think, wow, that is just amazing. Um, so what makes a good person, like a good entertainer or good puppet good person? Puppeteer, yes. Uh, so well, when I'm, uh, so wide open, um, is we're a small uh, company, we're a charitable, uh, we're a charity and a theater company. We run um, a season of four shows at the refinery and we also tour across Saskatchewan and Alberta for four months of the year. So being that large of a company, I'm continually hiring new puppeteers and auditioning new puppeteers. So what I'm looking for when I'm looking at new performers um, is first of all, training in traditional theatrical world because uh, that's, uh, it's really important to be able to speak well and move well on stage. Um, and all of that is super important. But then what I'm looking for is someone who has that sense um, to be able to translate all of that breath and movement work into um, an inanimate object. And then I'm also looking for um, vocal flexibility because we're always portraying not only our own gender and our own age, but we're doing different ages. We're playing children, we're playing old people, we're playing men and playing women or in between or animals. So just having some vocal dexterity. It's easy enough for me to train someone with those sensibilities in puppetry, even if they have no experience. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm always looking for. People who have a vibrant, um, expressive voice that can take on multiple characters as well as um, being able to have that sense of passing their energy through into the puppet so it is alive and that's where we're focusing during the performance. Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen the energy come through the, uh, the characters. They, you know, very, very, very high energy. Well, the, the characters that are supposed to be high energy, of course. Mm -hmm. you know, and the kids, the kids just seem to love it. They, they just go out of their minds with, uh, you know, what funny stuff the, the characters are doing. That's, uh, yeah, they yeah. they really uh, kids really respond to puppets. They just they buy in to it right away. If you are buying in, they'll buy in. So it's it's a great reward for 
you know right away if you're doing really well as a performer because the kids will be right there with you. Yep, yep. They're right in front of you and they're not moving unless, of course, they're moving closer to the stage almost. That's the way it seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I understand that your your education portion of what you do, you discuss uh, certain subjects that or, or ideas that perhaps live theater tends to stay away from, we'll say. Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, I mean, I guess we do sometimes. Um, we have done a lot of educational or some educational um, work where we've partnered with other organizations that are trying to get messages out. But really, um, just like anything with kids, you can't be heavy handed and you can't be beating them over the head with messages. Um, it's just like if you were doing a show to teach an adult something, you're not going to go, oh, adults, we're teaching you how to use the photocopier today. Here's our photocopy show. Like, no, you just have a show about whatever story and then you bring in those topics um, as right. a part of it. So whenever we're writing shows, we're always looking at breaking down stereotypes of gender and age um, and always looking at building resilience in our characters that characters aren't um, they aren't a failure if they fail those are always building blocks those are always ways to move forward we're always looking at ways um, to break down all of those parts of our society that hold us back as individuals which would be stereotypes and mm -hmm. judgmental and all those kinds of things where we want, we want to teach our kids how to be better, braver people than, than we are. So we're always looking at ways to incorporate that into our storytelling. But first and foremost, well, then, we want to be great storytellers and, right. um, and being able to push against those boundaries is not only a way to raise better people, but it's a way to tell better stories. Well, then who writes your stories? Are, are they all yours or are they co-written or? So um, we have found over the years that our audiences really love to have a title that they know. So we do a lot of um, interpretations and uh, reworkings of traditional stories. So we do a lot of uh, Brothers Grimm stories. Um, and those are often... Um, adapted in-house so that means I'm doing writing if there's a group of people that I've hired to do a show we may be writing together um, but I also hire local playwrights to write shows and um, which has been a real treat this past year we've had some great uh, great new playwrights coming on board with us and we have some playwrights that we've had come back uh, multiple times bringing us shows there so local playwrights will come to us and say, hey, I've got a great children's show that would make a good puppet show. I think it would make a great puppet show. Can, are you interested in it? And we'll check it out and potentially have it in our season. Oh, interesting. So uh, what you're saying is sometimes you say to a, a playwright, write me something and you give them a subject. And mm -hmm. other, other times they come to you and say, hey, I've got this and I think it would make a great show. And then yeah. you agree and you, you take it. Yeah, and um, within that, there's also some um, dramaturgical work. So they may come to us with a show and we may come back to them and say, okay, this is great, but um, let's figure out how we can tell the story more actively with puppets because there are some limit limitations and um, different abilities within puppetry that uh, a traditional stage play isn't. And even within that, um, people who haven't written for the stage before may also need some encouragement to move away from more film-based ideas, storytelling ideas into more live stage 
ideas. So by that, I mean, you may come to us and have, be, have a play that's full of dream sequences. Well, that doesn't really portray very well to five-year-olds on live stage. So we turn those dream sequences into action sequences. So they're happening right now. And um, yeah, that kind of stuff where we really work with them to make sure that their story is being told the best way possible through our medium. Interesting that uh, you, you say that because, you know, I've watched, like, I don't know how many of your shows and, and it, all of a sudden it appeared to me that everything happens in a right in front of me stage that's, I don't know, what is it, three, four feet long and, and whatever inches deep. Like you're able to do an entire story in such a confined space. I never realized that till just now. And 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 as you're reading, then something, we're doing a you good have job. To, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I never thought of that, but uh, it's interesting. I'll, I'll definitely be looking at that next time I see you. That's uh, so. Um, I'm thinking about like right now as uh, it's 2020, if depends on when people are listening to this. And of course, the entire world is being being affected by the COVID-19. I know uh, myself, my business has gone from whatever to about 5% of what it was uh, four months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I can only assume that things with wide open theater, wide open children theater is probably having the same problems. Is that is that correct? Oh, for sure, because we are an industry that relies on uh, large gatherings of people. So um, we're definitely in a transition and a, a temporary pause. So we've had to cancel half of our school tour and our last show of the season has been bumped to next season. So we will still be able to produce that show. I'm excited about it, uh, but it will be happening in October versus uh, in April, which is when it should have been happening this year. Um, and so we've been looking for other ways to continue to reach our audience, because I think that's important um, to maintain our own, um, our own business, of course, to make sure that people will be thinking about us in the future. But also because um, these outings for small children are not only um, wonderful on their own as, yes, it's great art and it's wonderful to experience that, but Families with young children are so isolated in our society with our society is just set up in a way that is extremely isolating for parents and for young children. And so we wanted to make sure that that these parents had some sort of support. So at least every day they could uh, have a cup of coffee and drink it from start to finish while it's still <laughs> hot. <laughs> so we wanted to be able to give um, kids something to sit and watch, something that's slower paced, not a refined Hollywood product, but just something local, mm -hmm. some, some local storytelling. So we've been going live on Facebook Live um, every day at 10 a.m. and telling stories and singing songs. And sometimes there's puppets, sometimes there isn't, there's storybooks and songs. And it's just been a real delight to make that connection with families and make sure that um, they, they know that we're out there looking out for them and they've got a friend in, in us, which has been wonderful. So when you we've, say, yeah. we've also, sorry, you, you said every day, every day. So we partnered with singing with Sylvia at first. It was just me going uh, with wide open live every day at 10. And yeah. now, mm -hmm. uh, we've partnered with singing with Sylvia. So one day it's live on wide open's page and the next day it's live on singing with sylvia's page and so she's been doing the same thing songs and books and stories and rhymes and jokes just a little and i saw the other day story time. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, and the other day when when i watched you had uh, somebody from the public library was there yeah that's right so um 
I also, in my spare time, uh, tell stories at the public library, at the Saskatoon Public Library. So we've been able to, I've been able to partner with some of the other storytellers from the library and bring them on as guests. So that's been really fun to be able to work in some new technology and to offer the kids some other faces because we're going on um, five weeks, I think we've been doing this, six weeks, something. So it's been, it's been nice to be able to bring in some other voices and I look forward to partnering with some other artists in town some of the other puppeteers that we work with because um it's so wonderful just to be able to tell more stories and more voices always make better stories so do you do this out of your house or do yeah. you go out of your your okay yeah wondered if you were doing it out of your shop no uh, i have gone to the shop a few times um to do things it's uh, we're the only people that work there so it's just me going there uh but the wi-fi is better at my house so i go live from my um, storytelling chair in my family room and sometimes my kids mm. jump in there today they did some audience participation with one of the librarians and we had a lot of fun excellent excellent so obviously this uh, I, I know that that uh, in the at least I, I think in the spring summer of the year you hire university uh, actors to help out with your theater is that true um, yes well we often I mean most of our employees that we end up uh, hiring for puppeteers are recent university graduates. Um, the last few okay. years in the spring, we've been able to utilize a really cool program from the government uh, that allows us to hire students to help with building and social media and that kind of, that kind of thing. And they help uh, fund that. And so it's a really great grant that we've uh, appreciated the Canada summer works program and those kinds of programs really make nonprofits able to exist because I get to take these young people and not only train them in what I do and train, teach them how to build puppets or, or do puppetry, but it also takes some of the workload off of my shoulders, which is such a boon to small businesses and nonprofits. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, these other actors will be looking for work as well this time of year with uh, the COVID affecting yes, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well. I yeah I have a son back from university from Edmonton and he was hoping to uh, have a job but it's there's nobody hiring right now. Yeah, not a lot of people will be so, hiring. And that that program yeah. that I mentioned, um, their notifications like we don't even know if we've got that grant yet. It will be coming out in the next couple of weeks here, mm. and we'll be able to say yes, we're hiring students. And then we'll have to figure out how we can teach them how to puppeteer without being in the same space. <laughs> It'll be yes. interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So um, you've been doing this for 20 years. Is that, uh, is that right. what you said? Yeah. Wow, that is insane. <laughs> I've, I've been doing uh, balloon twisting for 20 years as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess time flies when we're having fun. I guess so. So, yeah. So you, uh, you can, uh, sorry, you expect to continue doing this for several more years, do you? Um, for sure. And with all of these sorts of arts organizations anyways, there always becomes, um, at some point, you get to a transition point where you move from a, a founding organizer, like I'm a founding organizer of this organization, and um, you have to start working on your transition plan so that the organization can survive uh, longer than I care to be in it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. As much as I love the work, at some point, um, every organization um, can benefit from a transition into a new leader. And I look forward to that happening in the next 
five to 10 years here because there are so many great artists coming out and so many other artists that are my compatriots and, and my juniors that really could bring wonderful things to the organization. So I look forward to being able to transition out at some point because I want to be able to spend more time doing more of the art. As an organizer, of course, there's so much paperwork and office work uh, required that I look forward to retiring from. <laughs> sure, I can understand. You just want to go out there and have fun and let That's someone right. else someone answer else the telephone. And, yeah. I'll just be in the back That's making right. puppets. <laughs> you you want to be the the former boss that gets to do whatever the former boss wants to That's do. That's right. Uh, I'll be like, hey, yes. I'm coming in to do this one show with a whole year. The rest of the year, you deal with. That will be fun. Yeah, I look forward I, to that. Well, hopefully that'll happen for you. Uh, five years or, or 10 years from now. Yeah, I look forward to it. And it's really, Wide Open has become this wonderful organization in the community and we hire so many artists and give people so many opportunities. We've been able to do some great partnerships. We've worked with Dancing Sky Theater and um, this coming year we'll be at Persephone Theater on their backstage stage. We're bringing a show there and um, we're doing all kinds of wonderful work within the community. It's a, it's a great organization on its own, never mind with, with me. Um, and I really look forward to where it will go in the future with, with new leadership. And, and there's just so many opportunities for artists to work with us that I always look forward to seeing where those things will go. Well, excellent, excellent. So uh, anyway, today I would like to thank Crispy for being my guest. Remember that all the contact information for Wide Open Theatre can be found in the show notes below, or I guess the show notes of the podcast, depends how you're looking at it. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, thanks for being uh, my guest, Crispy, and well, you have thanks, a wonderful Warren. day. You too. Enjoy the sunshine.